It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. Every day. We are back. It is episode number 186 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. It's always good to have you aboard with us. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And away we go. We've got to keep these episodes a little shorter. It's my fault. I talk too much. Uh, But I want to try and get you guys as much information as we can. So as we sit here, it is March 7th, 2019, as I record this before noon Eastern time. Uh, So, of course, we'll try and update as soon as something changes and add more and more content uh, along the way. But here's what we have for right now. The number one story in Redskins land has been and um, probably will continue to be for the next couple of days at least and probably even longer than that. The idea of adding and trading for Arizona Cardinals quarterback Josh Rosen. Uh, Again, I think we can all agree that the Redskins would benefit from this, but at what cost? And on the last episode, episode number 185, we threw out a couple of different scenarios. I said, well, maybe like one of two third-round picks this year, maybe a first-round pick next year, which could be top five. It could be 25th. We don't know. That's the danger. Remember when the Redskins threw in that sweetener for the Rams for the Robert Griffin deal 2014? They traded a second first-round pick, and it turned out to be number two overall. Now, the Rams blew that. The player they drafted wasn't any good, and he's bounced around to 17 different teams. But that's not the point. The point is, is when you have the number two overall pick, you, your team, your organization can get a lot better quicker and faster if you get the right player. And it's better to have that than not have it. So anybody that tries to dismiss that is ridiculous. So that was one idea. The other idea I had was a draft pick this year. You know, you want to talk about a third rounder. Okay, the Redskins don't have a fourth rounder. Maybe it's a fifth rounder. And a guy like Morgan Moses, which I'm sure people are going to say is ridiculous, is absurd, whatever. I was just trying to get creative matchup needs. The Arizona Cardinals have a terrible offensive line. Uh, The Redskins have a lot of money invested and are about to have a lot more invested in their offensive line because of Brandon Sheriff. How many max or big contracts can you have on your offensive line that quite honestly is good, but is far, far, far from great, far from elite. Um, And that's just as honest as I can be. Now, again, the price tags seem to be all over the place. Chris Sims on Pro Football Talk Live with Mike Florio on NBC Sports Network and NBC Sports Radio said he would not pay a first-round pick. I agree. I don't think the Redskins should trade the the number 15 overall pick. Yet I heard Mel Kuyper, NFL draft analyst guru on ESPN, say absolutely the Redskins should 
trade the number 15 overall pick for Kyle, uh, for um, Josh Rosen if he's available. Uh, if you like him that much, he thought he was basically better than any of the quarterbacks in this particular draft class. I'll trust Mel's opinion on that. I'm not sure if I absolutely agree with that, but whatever. I mean, reasonable minds can disagree. So again, you see the price range all over the place. Now, one thing I do want to point out, this coming, a, a report from uh, somebody named Tim Montemayor. Uh, at the Monty Show on Twitter. Now, in full disclosure, I used to work with Tim uh, way back when. We don't know each other well. Uh, we cross paths. We often work different shifts. He was basically a producer when I was a talent at Sporting News Radio, which is now SB Nation Radio after becoming Yahoo Sports. You get the point. This was a long time ago. 13, 14, 15 years ago, whatever it was. Uh, It doesn't really matter. Uh, I believe he works in Phoenix on a station called 1580 The Fanatic, whatever that is. Um, And he said, regarding Josh Rosen, team sources tell me the hashtag AZ Cardinals have had conversations with the Jags and Dolphins as well the Broncos have shown interest. Early indication are that the Cardinals are asking for a second-round pick. Nothing is imminent. And he put all sorts of tags on it, whatever. So two things here to unpack. One, he's saying the Jags, the Dolphins, two teams that certainly need a quarterback, and the Broncos have shown interest in Josh Rosen. I could see the Broncos showing interest in Josh Rosen if they hadn't reportedly, allegedly agreed to a trade with Joe Flacco. Maybe they're just doing their due diligence. I'm not sure. I don't know what to make of that, but he is absolutely a John Elway-style quarterback. Big, mobile, strong arm. Everything you would want. little cocky. I, I could absolutely see that. So maybe they're pulling out of the Joe Flacco deal. I, I don't know. Maybe that was a premature report. I don't know, but everybody seems to think that is absolutely for sure going to happen. Maybe this report is wrong. You know, who knows who Tim Montemayor is talking to. Um, But the other thing that you take from that is two things. The Redskins are not one of the teams that this report mentions. Number one, mentions the Jags, the Dolphins, and the Broncos. Number two, that an early indication, and again, this should not be taken for literally figurative, just what it is. It's just one person who allegedly has sources and multiple sources, I guess, says early indication are the Cardinals are asking for a second-round pick. Nothing is imminent. As we've covered, nothing should be imminent. The second you absolutely are shopping Josh Rosen or the second you for sure trade Josh Rosen, you give away all your leverage if you're the Arizona Cardinals. Not to mention... The teams that are acquiring or trying to acquire Josh Rosen, I believe, will pay less later down the line. Now, there's a chance you could lose them, so that's why teams panic and pay more. There's a chance you don't get that quarterback, and now free agency has kind of come and gone, but there's always still a veteran free agent you can add, somebody that's still out on the market, whether it be Orion Fitzpatrick, somebody of that ilk. Somebody will be out there. Tyrod Taylor, it doesn't, somebody will be out there. A warm body will be out there. You should not panic if you're the Washington Redskins. But the other thing is, again, the fact that there apparently, 
apparently, only asking for a second-round pick is interesting and is music to my ears because, again, I've said I don't want to really go any higher than a second-round pick. If I'm going to pay a first-round pick, it would have to be next year, and even that I'm hesitant to do, again, because of the mere possibility that it could be a top-five pick or it could be a bottom-five pick. We just don't know. We just don't know. We know it's a first-round pick, but and maybe it could be a conditional pick. I don't know how that would work uh, in terms of trade structure and all that. Um, now, real quickly, a couple of things here just to add to this, because this is clearly our number one story in Redskins land. Uh, Adam Schefter of ESPN, who we had on a couple of weeks ago, uh, said that the Cardinals certainly received many inquiries, but did not express a willingness to deal him. Um, and... They don't want to tip their hand, and that's smart. Now, one thing that I will say in talking to a longtime personnel executive who I implicitly trust, uh, who's been around the league for a long time, who has uh, many, many, many different connections, uh, said to me yesterday, quote, I like Rosen, would give a second, maybe add some other picks later, meaning in the next draft if he had to sweeten the pot. I, like Rosen, would give a second. So again, that's kind of how the NFL is thinking right now. That doesn't mean a team won't pay a first. They very well could because Josh Rosen was the number 10 overall pick. But now teams, you hear Kurt Warner say, and Kurt Warner's not a general manager. I want to point it out. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback, but also one with direct ties to the Arizona Cardinals. He didn't help out the Arizona Cardinals in terms of perception, at least, establishing Josh Rosen's value by saying he wouldn't give more than a third-round pick. An unnamed general manager who Peter King talked to for Football Morning in America, along with Warner, said maybe a third-round pick, Arizona inflating his value. Now you hear my longtime NFL personnel executive say, I would give a second, maybe add some other picks later. He said perhaps you could compare player lists, see if a player matches up to who you'd be willing to surrender, who they'd be interested in, so on and so forth. But this person made it clear to me that he would not pay a first-round pick this year or next year. No first-round pick, period. Again, I said I might be willing to do a first-round pick next year. This is not going to be an easy negotiation, but again, I think the closer you get to the draft, the lower the cost for Josh Rosen goes down while realizing that you miss out on free agency and a lot of these guys, that's okay. The Redskins don't have the money to be active in free agency. The reason why Josh Rosen is so attractive is not only his physical skill set, but also, and more importantly, his cost and his controllability. Coming up on the next episode, of the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm going to have some tape breakdown stuff for you. I've been watching a bunch of his games via NFL Game Pass uh, from last year with the Arizona Cardinals. While everyone in the world is going to tell you it's all about coaching, 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 and scheme, I'm going to tell you, oh, wait a second. Yes, there is some of that. He needs to be a lot better. He needs to be a lot more polished. He needs to be a lot more accurate. We'll get into that on the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast, but we'll take our first time out. We'll come back. There's a lot of smoke and a lot of hand grenades being tossed around between Charlie Casserly, the former Redskin general manager, Kyler Murray, the Heisman Trophy winner, and presumably the number one overall pick, maybe to the Arizona Cardinals as part of this Josh Rosen situation, and Kyler Murray's agent, and media reports. We'll get into all of that 
coming up next as well. Ian Rappaport with an update on Antonio Brown and a skin spotlight for you. Uh, and a lot of safeties available for Washington if they choose. Next on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are listening to episode number 186 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard with us. I am your host, Chris Russell. You can follow me on Twitter at Russellmania621. Now, that's not just all Redskins information, just so you know. Uh, Also, please make sure you follow at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins. That is just Redskins information. I run that feed at Locked Redskins if you want columns, if you want blogs, uh, stories, whatever. At Locked Redskins and as well at Locked on NFL Net. At Locked on NFL Net for NFL team coverage from all of our local podcast hosts. Every team covered, every story, every situation going on across the board in the NFL. All right, let's get to it here on the Locked on Redskins podcast episode number 186. Because this story is such a big story nationally and because it does in indirectly and directly have a tie to the Redskins in terms of a quarterback that they're reportedly interested in, go figure, that they like, Kyler Murray, according to one report from, I forget who had it yesterday, apparently John and Jay Gruden uh, both uh, have it uh, in for Kyler Murray that they really like him, go figure, shocking. Um, But then Charlie Casserly, the former Redskin general manager, former Texan general manager, uh, he is an analyst with NBC Sports Washington and, of course, the NFL Network, and he regularly appears, uh, just in full disclosure, on my radio station, 106.7 The Fan, not with me. I like Charlie. Uh, Don't know him well. Um, We follow each other on Twitter, social media, Instagram, all that stuff, Uh, but I really don't have a close, close, close relationship uh, with Charlie, just for full disclosure. However, I respect his work, and there are some that like him and some that don't like him, just like there are some that like me and plenty that don't like me. All right, so Charlie Casserly had some critical comments um, about Kyler Murray and from what he was hearing uh, in terms of drawing negative reviews, and this story has turned out to be uh, just a monstrous, monstrous story. Uh, He said that, quote, he better hope Kingsbury takes him number one, meaning Kyler Murray, because this was not good, meaning Cliff Kingsbury with the Arizona Cardinals. These were worst comments. I assume these were the worst comments I ever got on a high rated quarterback. And I've been doing this a long time. Charlie went on to say leadership, not good. Study habits, not good. The board work below, not good. Not good at all in any of those areas, raising major concerns about what this guy is going to do. Of course, as you know by now, that this was not taken very kindly by many people in and close to Kyler Murray. Also people with an agenda. Also people with reasons to protect Kyler Murray. Keep that in mind. Lincoln Riley, his now former head coach at Oklahoma, told Dan Patrick that, Quote, 
I've personally spoken with the majority of the teams that he met with at the Combine, and everyone was glowing about their conversations with Kyler. Basically the complete opposite of what Charlie said. Then, Eric Burkhardt, again, who has more to protect here than anyone. He's sitting on the number one overall pick. Eric Burkhardt, his agent, who I don't know very well. I, I've talked to once or twice, whatever. I don't know what kind of person he is, but he is an agent with an agenda to protect. He weighed in to Pro Football Talk and Mike Florio. Quote, my initial reaction was to laugh because I knew the quote-unquote old guard would inevitably try to come up with their usual pre-draft nonsense. But then I later watched this man say what he did. It was over the top and definitely felt personal. That's when I got pissed off. This is, again, Eric Burkhardt, Kyler Murray's agent. He said, first and foremost, Kyler is an exemplary person. He is everything you hope your son's, your own son grows up to become. We're talking about a young man who has done everything right and worked relentlessly his entire life to achieve and push for greatness. We're talking about the first human ever drafted in the top 10 in two major sports leagues and who just completed the greatest single season in football history. You will not even find one former teammate or coach at any level in any sport who's played with Kyler Murray who has anything remotely negative to say about him, his leadership, or his work ethic. And then Burkhart cranked it up. He said, so what do I think about an agenda-driven analyst who's never even once talked to Kyler or any of his coaches or teammates? Quote, I think it's disgusting and embarrassing, and Casserly should be ashamed of himself. Obviously, some strong words. He said, uh, further, my business partners and I personally represent coaches and executives who sat in on eight of Kyler's 10 formal combine interviews. I spoke directly to each of them, as well as executives from the other two teams and many others who I don't represent, but were present. And all of them were extremely positive about his entire interviews, with each citing specific examples as to why. He went on, continuing to Pro Football Talk, quote, and this is, again, Kyler Murray's agent, Eric Burkhart. Quote, the bottom line here is that it calls into question the motives of a man to get on national television and cite anonymous sources on things such as leadership and study habits about somebody he's never met. Look, if you don't like Kyler's game, it's cool. If you don't like his size and want to talk about that, that's fine too. If you're into a Heath Schuler type looking guy, then hype those guys and say why. And that's obviously a shot at uh, the Redskins and Casserly for the drafting of Heath Schuler. And done everything right to put himself in the position, you'd better cite your sources and come with a better record than 1846 as a general manager of the Texans and whose own leadership and accountability has been questioned by his old bosses and colleagues as well as the greatest coach on the planet and he was referencing a Bill Belichick quote back in 2010 about quote what who's been wrong more than Charlie Casserly since he left the Redskins his percentage is like a meteorologist which is a pretty funny quote if you ask me anyway the point is is Eric Burkhart went on this attack of Charlie Casserly and I you know feel bad in a way because assuming that Charlie is correct in what he was told which again is what he was told he's not in these interviews he's just passing along the information that he was told now 
what Charlie obviously puts himself in the line of doing is having these attacks against him. And this is the way it works. You report something. I've been involved in this. You report something, something controversial, something like this blows up. You are going to get hammered from every side and every direction. Now, personally, I can see how some of Kyler Murray's personality, from what I know of him, some of his interview style, technique, some of his nonchalance, some of his kind of body motions and expressions might turn some people off. I don't know anything about how smart he is on the chalkboard. I know his college tape is outstanding. I also know this. They don't play college defense in the Big 12 like they do in the NFL. So anybody that thinks, well, just because he dominated for one year at the college level and because he was the Heisman Trophy winner that he's just going to walk into the NFL and run all over the place and pass for 4,000-plus yards every year and put up 35 touchdowns and five interceptions is out of their mind. So just in quickly wrapping this up, because this is going to be obviously a story that we just constantly have to deal with, Listen, you shouldn't, if you're Charlie Casserly, completely trust those that told you everything because there's an agenda for them potentially to lie to you and to spread bad word. And a lot of people are throwing around that John Gruden, the Oakland Raiders with three first-round picks and a number four overall pick, is one of those people that is throwing that around so that hopefully Kyler Murray drops to them and that they can take their quarterback of the future even though they have Derek Carr. But remember, there was a report we mentioned over the weekend that Derek Carr is reportedly being shopped. So you've got to keep that in mind. Also, you've got to remember that, again, every team has a reason to have an agenda and a reason for motivation and a reason to lie and a reason to spread stuff. Just like every agent has the same agenda to defend his player and fight and advocate. So basically what I'm telling you is believe whatever you want to believe. That's on you. Uh, I'll believe what I want to believe. And I'm not sold that Kyler Murray is the most impressionable young man. I'm not sold that he's absolutely going to be a stud or an all-star or an all-pro or a pro bowler in the NFL. Do I have high hopes that I think he can be very good? Yeah. Yeah, because I think he's a great athlete and I think he's got a gun for an arm. But at 5'10", and 205, which is bulked up, by the way, from college. We don't know what he's going to be like after a long season or during the middle of a long season. I do have a lot of concerns. And then I do have some of these nonchalance-type concerns that I've seen without being involved in these individual interviews, of course, and without seeing his mental acumen for football. I know he can perform. I don't know about all the other stuff, and I think it's more than fair and more than reasonable, uh, and, and I think that's where this is coming from. But again, it could also be team agenda-driven to get him to fall. So we'll leave it there. We'll come back with a quick Skins spotlight uh, as well, a quick update on Antonio Brown. That's next right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you aboard. Hey, guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes – it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. 
Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, everybody, we're back here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. It is episode number 186. We'll go through this quickly from Ian Rappaport, uh, at Rap Sheet on Twitter of NFL Media, NFL Network. Uh, the latest that I've seen on the Antonio Brown sweepstakes is he tweeting, quote, sources say the Steelers have begun telling teams that this is moving quickly and to give up their best offers as soon as possible could wrap up soon. He cites that three new teams have jumped in here in the last uh, 48 or so hours, but that the Jets and the Arizona Cardinals are out. Now, Adam Schefter reported that it could happen by Friday. We have this roster bonus situation that Antonio Brown refused to delay. I believe that's a March 17th date. Uh, so clearly, the acquiring team is going to have to take that on as well. The Steelers don't want anything to do with that, so they're trying to get this done uh, very quickly. So that's the latest on that. Of course, if the Redskins, who have been rumored by Schefter uh, and others to have interest and to show the most interest or certainly a good deal of interest, along with, again, the Oakland Raiders, um, and others, Tennessee has been mentioned, uh, and now apparently new teams. We will have the very latest for you. Also, a couple of guys that did not get franchise tags, um, C.J. Mosley from the Baltimore Ravens, of course. We talked about Landon Collins. Uh, Rappaport also had a report about the Jaguars potentially shopping or maybe even moving on, cutting. Uh, we'll have to see what happens here. Safety to Sean Gibson, who came over from Cleveland. Uh, he makes uh, like nine-plus million dollars in terms of his cap figure, uh, but his salary is a little under eight that the Redskins would have to take on. He's 28 uh, and more of a center field type, free safety, ball hawk type player than Landon Collins is. Um, so the bottom line is, there are a ton of different targets for the Redskins in terms of safety. Eric Weddle was let go and mentioned Gibson, Landon Collins. Uh, there are others uh, out there, including Darian Stewart was also let go from the Denver Broncos. So that's another name out there uh, that certainly could be of interest. So the skin spotlight is going to feature a young player who I actually thought showed some potential and showed some promise as a pass rusher. And I was impressed by when I saw him and he always seemed to jump out and make a little bit of an impact. You probably don't even know the name, but just keep an eye on this guy, Casanova McKenzie, Casanova McKenzie. He was banged up late in the year. Uh, and missed the last month or so of the season. But from a special teams perspective, once he got into the lineup, Casanova McKenzie played 36 snaps of special teams uh, over three games against Tampa Bay, Houston, and Dallas. 12 kick return, 14 kick coverage, two punt return, eight punt coverage, uh, according to profootballfocus.com and their premium subscription package, a 68.9 overall in terms of his career grade or in terms of his season grade for special teams for the young 6'3", 257 pounder, a college free agent originally with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, he's not so young that he's 22, he's 26. So he certainly took an, taken a, a while to develop is what he wanted to say. Uh, the bottom line is, is McKenzie again showed 
I think, a little bit of promise. I, I want to be careful with what I say because it was very, very limited, certainly very limited in terms of snaps and all that. But just like, for instance, if you look at, again, how Pro Football Focus has him graded in the three games, uh, again, that that he played, they graded him as a 62 out of 100 pass rusher. Uh, I, I thought he was a little bit better than that, a 41 against the run, 52.5 overall. There's nothing really uh, great to kind of stand out there about. Uh, didn't have any sacks, didn't have any hits, didn't have any batted balls, didn't have any pressures. Again, I, maybe I saw the wrong thing, but I seem to remember in the limited time that we saw him out there where he would be able to turn the edge and turn the corner. I'm not saying Casanova McKenzie is great. I'm not saying that he's the next stud or anything like that. I'm not saying that. But could he make the roster? Yeah, I think he could make the roster. Uh, does he have a long way to go? Absolutely. But I just wanted to kind of shine the spotlight a little bit on him right then and there. All right, that's going to do it for us. Episode number 186. Thanks for being with us right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Remember, when you get into your car, tell your smart speaker device, play podcast Locked on Redskins. Play podcast Locked on Redskins. Thanks for being with us, everyone. Thanks for downloading and listening. Episode number 186 of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Back at you as soon as we can with 187 on the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Redskins. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.